People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. Blog Talk Radio.
my God. Wednesday, October 29th, 2014, only two days away from Halloween 2014. I cannot believe this. Anyway, you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, quickly, uh, if you want to know exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is in a nutshell, well, let me explain. Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, all right? It's a, it's a safe haven for you, tweens, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, whatever your age. It really doesn't matter. It's, just, it's, it's basically love line, but not. Instead of Dr. Drew and whoever else uh, is on that show, you get me. Me, and sometimes I have guests. But tonight, it's just me, and we have a lot to talk about. Anyway, let me give you all the information. Let me make this even more specific. If any of the following descriptions sound familiar to you, then you should know even for sure, even more extra like that Boy Crazy Radio is the place for you. You guys, are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, perhaps a cutter? Are you a shit talker, maybe a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your dumb Jansport backpack that's covered in whiteout and passes for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom, just binge eating and picking at your face? Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or maybe just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral? Is that stupid, desperate thing that you did at that party last weekend? Are your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Is the guy you like or the girl you like not responding to all of your text messages, your Facebook posts? your retweets, or your Instagram likes? Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit! Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. Pick up your smartphones and call in. Area code 646-378-0649 is the telephone number. And if you're too much of a puss, to call in and talk to me one-on-one, which is ridiculous because you should totally be brave enough to do that. You can use a fake name and nobody's listening anyway. We're, we're just nestled here in the deep, dark vortex that is the Internet. You should really call in. 646-378-0649 is the number. I'm looking forward to all of your phone calls. But then again, if you don't want to call in because you're too much of a puss, you can email me your question to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. And my name is spelled A-L-E-X-I. And if you can't spell boy crazy, what's going on? I don't get it. You can also tweet me your questions and your comments and your thoughts and your feelings and your comments to at Alexi Wasser. Isn't that great? It's all out there. You got all the info. There's no wrong way to reach me. Anything you need, I've got. Maybe. Perhaps. Here's another thing. Um, While I wait for the phone calls to roll in, I'm going to tell you a little bit about where I'm at. Well, first off, yes, I played Blank Space, which is is one of the new Taylor Taylor Swift songs. Taylor Swift, 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 Taylor Swift came out with a new album. We all know this. Even if you don't care. You know, because we're inundated by uh, posters and the radio and TV and commercials and e-news and whatever. America and the world inundating us with Taylor Swift information. And you know what? I was driving through Laurel Canyon the other day, and I was listening to uh, 
102.7 KISS FM, and I broadcast from here in Tinseltown, a.k.a. Los Angeles. Um, yes, I was driving through Laurel Canyon, a place with, uh, you know, ripe with history uh, and amazing things that have happened in that canyon, great things, infamous things. And all of a sudden, Taylor Swift's new song, new single, Blank Space, came on the air. And you know what happened to me? A person who should know better, a girl with bangs who gets accused of living on the east side, even though I live, uh, I'm not telling you where I live, but I don't live in Echo Park. That is for damn sure. That's like borderline racism. That's very like, how dare you assume I live on the east side of Los Angeles just because I, I wear plaid shirts, dark denim, and have bangs. Fuck you. Anyway, even though I seem to be a person who would not succumb to Taylor Swift's whims, I did. I fucking did. Driving through the canyon, song comes on the radio, goosebumps, goosebumps, and all my arm hair rose to the occasion. I couldn't believe it. It was insane. And I'm, okay, so I I appear to be a brunette, but I'm naturally blonde. And so blonde girls, like Taylor Swift, uh, we get pe- we have peach fuzz on our face, like more so than other people, I think. That's what I've been told by mean guys who want to point out my flaws or whatever. Anyway, so I have all this arm hair, which I used to shave off when I was like a teenager, which is not a good idea because it's kind of prickly and not sexy at all when it starts growing back. And it starts growing back like two hours later, like Homer Simpson's beard or whatever. Anyway. Whatever. So all the, all my arm hair in Laurel Canyon popped up the minute Taylor Swift's blank space came on the air. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. This is relatable shit. This heartbreak, uh, this heartbreak song, I don't care if it's mind control. I do not care if it's mind control. I'm sold. And I'm fucking going to fucking buy that single on iTunes and then put it on my fucking weird podcast that I do here. So you guys can have it for free, and you don't have to pay the money for it. So in a way, I'm, I'm saying, fuck you, Taylor Swift. But in another way, I'm like, Taylor, you guys, it's a great song. Um, yes. Uh, another thing that just happened right before I did my podcast, but I was, let's call this a radio show. Okay, let's call this a radio show. For the love of God, I am my own worst enemy. I refer to it as a podcast because that's what it is. But listen, it's the future. It's 2014. Podcasts, they're international. They're more accessible than radio shows. Uh, They're on the Internet, which is very exciting because the Internet is kind of a big deal. Anyway, um, all right. What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, so this is exactly what happened right before I did this show tonight. My ex-boyfriend of about three weeks, I've been broken up for officially three weeks. We broke up on October 6th. I'm a single woman living in Tinseltown, living in Los Angeles. I just got a text message. He got a tattoo of my initials on his heart. I'm not saying I asked him to do this, but I did ask him to do this. But he did it. I can't believe it. I mean, he said he would move to Los Angeles. He didn't do that. He had a a, a myriad of other things he said he wanted to do that he has yet to do. But he did this. And immediately I got the photo of the tattoo and I was like freaking out. I like fired it off like before even really like digesting the information and processing all of it and like bursting into tears, which I should have done, which I will do later maybe. I like fired it off to like, you know, five of my favorite friends or whatever. Anyway, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, it was insane. Anyway, so that's exciting. 
So my ex-boyfriend has my initials tattooed on his, over his heart. You guys, are you processing this? Because this is fucking exciting stuff for me. But I feel like maybe it's just like, you know, maybe it's just to remind him not to make that same mistake. Not to date a girl who lives in Hollywood who says she'll never move to, uh, to, the, to the middle of nowhere with you, to the woods with you. Not to fall in love with girl, some girl who, who uh, oh, my God, my neighbors are making so much fun. Don't they know that, that this is Boy Crazy Radio uh, headquarters and they shouldn't be talking so loud? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. You can't hear them, but I can. It's really bothering me. Oh, anyway, so, yeah, so whatever it is, a reminder of our love or a reminder not to ever date me again or, or a reminder of, uh, of uh, you know, of what it's like to be exhausted by someone, he got a tattoo of my initials. On his, over his heart. Another thing that's exciting that happened this week, um, my mom got proposed to. Okay, so my mom was in an 80s rock band called Precious Metal. And, like, basically I was, like, raised by, like, this, you know, whatever. I had a dad or whatever, but he did a lot of damage. But anyway, I was not molested, but, you know, he, he, he definitely mind-fucked me. Okay, so whatever. My mom did too, but my, at least I still talk to my mom because she's my friend and I love her and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, she was in an 80s rock band, and I was pretty much, like, raised by all these, like, hot, fun, exciting uh, rocker ladies who wore, like, sultry, sexy clothes and were just, like, these, these badass women. And one of them was English. One of them's name is Mara, and she uh, wore feathers in her hair and uh, smelled sexy and, like, was, like, just come hither. What, I, I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Another one was English. My mom was the lead singer. So anyway, they're cut to now. There was a breast cancer benefit um okay in honor of a benefit for breast cancer this past saturday precious metal reunited because alex rylance who was in precious metal the bass player is a breast cancer survivor um she wanted to throw a benefit for breast cancer so precious metal reunited got back together rehearsed for like months they've been rehearsing forever and they have this big blowout show and I already killed the punchline of the story, but the show was great. It was super fun, um, you know, for various reasons. But then Davy Jones from the Monkees was there, and I doubt, like, any of you guys will know who he is because I barely know who he is, but, you know, that, that TV band, the Monkees, whatever. There's some show called the Monkees about this fictitious band called the Monkees, but they did release music, and if you listen to, like, some oldie station, I'm sure you've heard a song that goes like, hey, hey, we're the Monkees, whatever. He gets on stage, and he's going to, like, jam out or sing a song. He, 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 he sang a song, and then he announces, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have a special treat. We're bringing out, uh, I've been told he plays amazing upright bass, I've been told he plays amazing upright bass. We would like to bring to the stage Al Teeman. And Al is my mother's boyfriend. So he comes on stage and he says to Davy Jones of the Monkees, he says, oh, man, sorry, I, I, forgot, uh, I forgot the upright bass. I forgot it. Oh, you know, but I think I have something better. Davy Jones is like, better? What could possibly be better? Al, my mom's, birth, my mom's boyfriend, pulls a, uh, a hot pink uh, ring container holder, whatever the fuck it is, pulls it out of his pocket, walks over to my mom, gets down on one knee, old school styles, and proposed to my mom. 
So that was wild. I mean, I did want to leave the venue because I had other parties to go to, but I was like, I'm here at this breast cancer benefit to support my mom and see all of her old friends and my old friends, and this is great. Oh, my God, my mom's being proposed to? This is fucking insane. I can't believe it. But like, I don't even believe it still. It's crazy. I, I hope they're engaged for a while, but I think my mom thinks that you have to uh, plan the wedding immediately or something. But I was engaged when I was like when I was like 21, and we never got married. Um, did I mention my five-year boyfriend that I was engaged to when I was like 21? He has a tattoo of my initials on his wedding finger. So if I could just fucking walk the globe seducing men and then like getting them to get my initials tattooed somewhere on my body, I could get, you know, I could get very little important stuff accomplished. But I could, uh, I could really leave my mark. Heartbreaker, heartbreaker. I don't know. I'm not a heartbreaker. I'm fine. Anyway, um, I don't know. God, it's getting hot here. Anyway, um, all right. Listen, I'm going to read some letters that people have submitted. That people have emailed me. I'm going to get back to talking about other stuff in a moment. Oh, here's another thing I did that I just want to give a shout out to. I suppose give a shout out to. Is that the terminology I'm going to use? Oh, my God. I'm saying shout-out, and I played a Taylor Swift song? Holy shit. Oh, no. No. Oh, man. Oh, well. Um, I was going to say I'm going to give a shout-out to my friend's movie. It's called Listen Up, Philip. I just saw it last Friday. It, it was written and directed by my friend Alex Ross Perry, and the movie stars Jason Schwartzman, Elizabeth Moss, and it has... Three Hemingway and Kristen Ritter and a, a million other great people in it. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's so great. Like this, I just have to tell you, I just, this movie was like blew me away. I was like jealous and angry that I didn't write it because it's so sharp and funny and original and it's just great. So just, just see it. Okay, it's called Listen Up, Philip. Thank you. All right. I'm going to read... Uh, an email that was sent to me. Here we go. Hi, Lexi. I'm really confused about a guy. He's 27, and we met on Tinder. He's really cool. He's a nice guy. We went out for drinks last week and had an awesome time. He said it was the most fun he'd had on a Tinder date. The conversation flowed, and we laughed a lot. Flash forward two days, and we go out to lunch. Another great date. He texted me before I even made it home to say he had a blast. He added me on Facebook and Instagram. He genuinely seemed interested in me. Flash forward three days later, and I haven't heard from him at all. I reached out to say, hey, uh, how's your day going? He replied, but didn't really make an effort to continue the conversation, so I didn't push it. It's been two days since I texted him and haven't heard anything else. We haven't slept together or anything, and I never got a vibe that he was just trying to get in my pants. So why would he seem so into me and add me on social media sites and then completely drop off the face of the planet. What gives? Help. P.S. Love you. Oh, well, thank you very much, Lucy. Um, well, you know what? Here's the thing. That shit happened, and it's happened to me in my single days years ago. I mean, I guess I'm back where I started. I guess I'm single all over again, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, let me just tell you, it's happened to me before as well. People just, like, drop off the face of the earth. And you ask yourself, you know, as women, we're like, we want to know what's going on. We want to get to the bottom of it. We've got, we've got to have clarity. We need to understand what's happening. And the thing is, you didn't do anything wrong. Maybe you did. It doesn't matter. 
if something turned you off, turned him off about you, it wasn't meant to be. It's totally fine. It was out of your control. But also, he probably was dating someone else or getting out of another relationship or grappling with some other thing, and he he got sucked back into that. You know, he that's that's why he's either he's either sucked into work, sucked back into a relationship that was happening or uh, prior to or around the same time you guys started, or he's gay, or he got thrown in jail, or he died, or who gives a fuck? There are a million people in the world. You're going to be fine. Thank God you didn't date this guy for a year and he just dropped off the face of the earth. That would be even worse. Can you imagine? I can't. I hope that solves that question, Lucy. Uh, okay, area code 856. That's me. That's you. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? We're really doing this. It's oh. happening now. Yeah, this is Andrew. I'm calling you from New York, and I just turned 40. <laughs> you, sound so, you sound so young. You sound like you're, like, 22. Yeah, <laughs> that's what people tell me. But I dated a much younger girl who just broke up with me after four years, so I wonder if we're in somewhat the same situation at the moment. Oh, well, I mean, I guess so, because we're both newly single, right? <laughs> but this is my question for you. I love you anyway, but uh, you're fantastic, and I've been following you for a little while. But uh, my question for you isn't about that. It's actually about my ex-wife. Um, how can I – Did you do you know the band Sonic Youth? I know the Monkees, but do you know Sonic Youth? Of course I do. Okay. And then they broke up? Yes. Yeah. So, and then all these articles came out, and I'm in them <laughs> because my ex-wife broke up the band. Your ex-wife broke up Sonic Youth. How? Oh, go read about it on Jezebel. Um, but uh, by running them out of money. But um, my question is, how do I get Thurston to stop putting me in the press releases? It's not even her. She actually remarried. <laughs> what an exciting question. How, why don't you just... Uh, <laughs> I thought you would appreciate this. Well, my goodness. Um, you, either, you, either have to do, you, either, you either have to accept it, you either have to accept it and not give a fuck and ignore uh-huh. it, uh-huh. Um, or, or why don't you just, like, I'm sure you can get his phone number or his email address and if you send him an email, there's a record of it. So it becomes like when you send the email to his email address, there's a record of you telling him to, like, cease and desist, like, that action. You know what I mean? But you know what? Now it's just public knowledge. So now the fact that, like, your name is out there, you can't even really blame him for, for saying it in press releases if he even does because it's already on, like, Jezebel. If you're telling me it's on Jezebel, it's out there. And you just, here's what you have to do. Well, they, they you know, keep doing it's it. It's out there. They keep I mean, I talk to them. They keep doing it, and then they're like, I'm sorry, we won't do it again. Because that, that whole thing has been going on since, like, you know, 2011, really. Um, which is a dumb-sounding year, you know? Uh, like more, tw- more importantly, how, how tall are you? How tall am I? Yeah. Um, I don't know, like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, Why? That's just funny, because I'm 5'11", and I was just hoping you'd be my height or taller. No, I, I already knew that, and I and I have a crush on you, but I know it, it would never work out. Why? Because so, you're 5'9"? 
<laughs> come on, we both know this. And girls, I mean, girls like heels, right? I mean, like that's a cool thing. So I, I would, I would have never want to do that. I, I could, maybe I could wear a lift. I don't know. That, that seems kind of corny, though. Well, I never wear heels because I want to be able to like run away from a predator who could okay. very well be. Cause, but at any moment, and that, that predator could be you too. But uh, yeah, no. But you're right. You know, I'm not ready to date yet, and I don't think you are too. You just yeah. got out of your thing. Yeah, no, we're not ready. No way, dude. We're not ready. <laughs> it's fun to fan. It's more fun to fantasize at the moment. Um, but I mean, you know, Jane Birkin is actually taller than Serge Gainsbourg, so I guess it's it, maybe you have to be European. And I have the same haircut. <laughs> That's right. So um, you think I, I should know. just let them? Let, you think I should just let them do whatever they want, even if even if they say, even if they call and say we didn't mean for that to happen, and then they do it again. Uh, I, I think just, you should. I, be, you should you, I yes. Hold on. Here's what I think. You should be proud to be included in this crazy life we're living, and just be. You know, it's like it's a it's a cool, sexy, weird detail of your life where you're like, oh God, it's so annoying. Thurston Moore, you you know, flapping this thing to the tabloids. It's like nobody really cares. I didn't know what you're talking about, but it's out there, and uh-huh. that's kind of fun. It's a fun little tidbit. It makes your life more exciting, and, you know. But, you know what, don't bring it, don't bring <laughs> it up. Great. Don't bring it up when you're dating. Hold on. Don't bring it up when you're dating new girls, because, like, don't add that as, like, some kind of layer or bit of color to your life no, story. No, because it just no, no. Makes... Okay. What yeah, do you I do? straight I came straight to you. Well, I'm, I do a couple things. I have a band that's called Mahogany. We actually just played at the Echo a little while ago. And, and then I do books. So wh- how, I wor- how I met Thurston was like 10 years ago. And I, I, worked, I created this book. I created this book called Mixtape. And then we got, somebody, you know, we got him to like, put his name on it. And then it came out. So I do, I do, I'd actually just finished a Cecil Beaton book. Do you know who he is? He's a photographer for Vogue magazine. Of course. He's like this. Okay, I, there's a book about him. That, well, it's a memoir he did called The Glass of Fashion. And I, so I designed books, and I redesigned that one since it was out of print. But I've done a bunch of books. The first time I actually came to L.A. was actually about 10 years ago to work with Tom Ford, and I designed that big black book that he, that he put out a while back. Um, so I do books, and then I do the music, too, the mahogany band, like the wood, like the wood. Um, so that, that's how I get, end up knowing these folks is, is through helping them with their projects, and, and that's that kind of thing. Well, it is a lot of fun, uh, but but I didn't expect it to sort of end up that way. <laughs> well, more importantly, am I going to be okay? My ex-boyfriend just got, got uh, his, yeah. his my initials tattooed on his heart. How should I feel? What are you thinking? I, I This is what I thought when you said that. I felt like he, he doesn't live in L.A., right? No, that's the problem. I said, listen, you need to have some clarity. Figure out what you want if you want me. I'd love to be with you, but I live here, and I've told you from the get-go that I can never move to the middle of nowhere, which is where he lives. Plus, he's always on tour anyway, so that's where we're at. But I'm madly in love with him. He's madly in love with me, too. And now he's been broken up, kind of, for three mm-hmm. weeks. What are your thoughts? Everybody well, else can answer this, too. He is taking you with him when he goes on tour. And, that's, and he can't get out of what he's doing, um, really. And if he did, it would kind of kill, kill his soul, you know. I, I I kind of can identify on that level. And Wait, I don't understand. So, what do you mean? Well, you want to be stationary, and you want to live there, and he wants to, you know, he has von, he has Lust. You know, he, it, it, it's it's a affliction of most musicians. No, that they no, just no, no, no. That's how it is. I want him to tour. I don't want him to not tour. That's fucking awesome. Go off to your job. 
his home that he lives in when he's not touring is in a different place from me in Washington. That's the disconnect. I just want his home base and my home base to be the same place because I travel for work and he travels for work as well. Right. But I want, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, this is too boring, but that's what it is. No, think about it. It's not boring. No, I totally think, I totally think that he put his, he put your initials on his heart. So you would be like, all right, screw it. I'm moving. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to think about that. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. So I'm going to hang up on you and take another phone call. And, uh, Bye-bye. I'll, I'll, I'll in more detail. And I, I've got to listen to Mahogany later. That guy plugged all this stuff, and I appreciate that because I would have uh, wanted to do the same thing. All right, area code 949. 949, is it? It's just you and me. Hello? Oh, my God, it's me trying to be sexy, and I'm totally turning off whoever just called in. Look, this is my raspy voice. I burn incense. <gasps> nine for nine. Nine for nine went away. <laughs> when in doubt, you can always go to your trusty sound machine that you buy from Target while you're waiting for your prescription to be filled. Uh, I'm not telling you what prescriptions I get. I actually do. I will tell you. Synthroid. Uh, I'm on Synthroid, and Synthroid uh, sounds like it's for robots, or that means I'm a robot, but I don't have a thyroid because when I was, like, 21 years old, I got thyroid cancer. God, it's just all coming out tonight, you guys. What? It must be the moon. Um, oh, because we're so, we're so close to Halloween, Jeepers Creepers. I'm just telling you, I'm burying my soul about my relationship and my previous cancer, which is so sexy, and burning incense and whatnot. Anyway, um, yeah, I hate her when I was, like, a thyroid cancer, which is a... Uh, the least scary cancer you can get. Uh, who got that? Some dude. Uh, Roy Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart had thyroid cancer. So I'm in a cool club. Anyway, so now they they removed my thyroid, which you need for your heating system and for like weight stuff and your metabolism and all that. Uh, but I have to take a pill that acts as if it's my thyroid. It serves as my thyroid. It's a replacement to my thyroid, and it's called Synthroid, and that's the end of that boring story. Thank you. Um, and whenever I tell that to a guy that's really like a child, but like in his 20s or 30s, and they're an idiot, their immediate response is, oh, no, are you going to get fat? And I'm like, thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for getting No, yet cancer. I can't. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Oh, my God, 949 and see you again. Where did you go? Are you just trying to listen and you don't want to get through and you're freaking out that I'm talking to you? 949? 949. Hung up again. Oh, my God. I was going to sing you a song. 949. This is going to hurt. Okay, I got nothing. Um, All right. I'm going to read another email that was sent to me, boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. And you can also send me your thoughts and concerns and questions to my Twitter, at Alexi Wasser. But first, I'm going to read this boy-crazy uh, letter. And it goes like this. Hi, Alexi. I have read your blog since I was about 23 years old. During those five years, I always appreciated your advice and how much fun you had on your blog. I always noticed your, that your skin is awesome. I was wondering if you could do a makeup tutorial or kind of like uh, – into the gloss top shelf listing of the product of the product you use to achieve that look. 
or Into the Gloss should ask you what's on your top shelf because that would be sweet. I always try to emulate the, the matte perfect skin with the slight dewiness on the cheek, but I think I'm going a tad hard on the dew. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, and have a good weekend. Signed, Meg. Hey, thanks. Um, Meg? Meg, I can't believe this. Um, well, first off, a smattering of applause because that was totally sweet of you, Meg, to say that I have nice skin. But uh, let's get real. My skin, if you could see it right now, like, I, I would rather not burst this bubble of, like, internet perfection and Instagram filters and bullshit or whatever. I'd rather not burst that bubble. But I'm fucking going to burst it because here's the deal. My skin totally breaks out. I'm obsessed with my skin. And um, I have moments where I have, I have awesome skin, and I know it, and I feel very proud and confident. And, and having, you know, I feel, feel great to walk around town wearing minimal makeup, and just a teeny bit of mascara, maybe a wing, maybe a, a, a wing of eyeliner and some, some uh, you know, natural-looking lipstick. But guess what happened this week, Meg? Um, because I was going through my breakup, because I'm going through my breakup, the first week or two weeks of my breakup, I was drinking a lot. I said that before. I was like going out and drinking more than I normally do. So I, I'm not like super proud of that, but I was like romanticizing it and being like, uh, oh, I'm going through a breakup. I'm going to, I'm going to meet my friends. Cause usually I just stay at home and write or hide out or watch movies or just lay very low because I'm an only child. And I put myself out into the world via, you know, the way we all do it. Instagram, uh, this fucking, you know, boy crazy radio show that I'm doing right now my blog all that shit so it looks like I'm this extrovert but really I'm usually like you know I I pick and choose like when I'm going to go out and it's kind of rare you know because I'd rather stay home so in the first two weeks of my breakup I was like fuck this I'm going out like you know but every other night and I'm going to take Ubers and I'm going to get drunk and I don't give a fuck and I did that and I was responsible with it but I didn't, you know, as far as, like, drunk driving goes, I did not do that. I would not do that. I have done that, and it's so fucking stupid. I did that a long time ago, and that's insane. Um, but here's the dumb thing. Here's, here's the getting back to your question. I wouldn't wash my face before bed. I would just fucking pass out or watch True Blood. For whatever reason, the first two weeks of my breakup, I was binge-watching True Blood because I started watching it with my ex-boyfriend, so it, like, reminds me of him. And our last, like, cozy nights together because we would kind of, like, put it on or, or whatever. And I never had any interest in watching that show. I think I've said all these things already in previous podcasts, but whatever. Radio show. Radio show. Ugh. Anyway, um, so I would fall asleep without washing my makeup off. And much like weight loss, it kind of sneaks up on you. At the aftermath of eating late at night and going to bed, eating food, or going to bed without washing your makeup, it hits you like like five days later, four days later, all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait, why, why is my face all bumpy? What the fuck's going on here? Anyway, so then I fucking totally broke out, and uh, that stressed me out. Various things were stressing me out. I'm in the process of writing something, and I'll, give, I'll get to an actual point at some point. I, I know that I'm going off on this weird tangent, but that's what I do. So leave me alone. All right. 
So I've been writing something that I'm very excited about, very proud of. I can't wait to show you guys this thing that I've been writing. But while I would do that, I would fucking pick at my face like an idiot because I'm my own worst enemy. And I feel like, oh, I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own extraction. Because I feel, this is my problem, I feel like if I'm good at extractions and I, and I, and I am good at extractions, I feel like if I'm good at picking at my face, you can call them, you can call it, you can call them extractions. That's the ticket. That's what I'm going for here. If you're a master face picker, and I do not recommend this to girls with pimply faces, me included, if you're really good at fucking picking at your face, you can just lie to people and go, oh, I just got a facial. I just got extractions done. Maybe you should just say, I just got extractions done because you don't want people to think some dude just came all over your face. So, yeah. Anyway, so I did all these extractions on my face. I did home surgery on my face. And now, you know, I I use masks and I dried out my skin. And and I'm in this, like, weird between phase of, like, my skin wasn't even that bad. But now me trying to attack these bits fucked up my entire face because now my whole face is dried out and fucked. And I've got, like, weird, like, fucking scabs on my face kind of but I still look beautiful how dare you anyway and then you have to wear all this makeup and that's another thing you have to get an expert at putting on like makeup so it appears as if you're not wearing any makeup that is an art form because the kind of guys that we like don't like makeup on girls anyway so here's what I do when I have good skin ready okay wash my face every night before bed And if you're too lazy to wash your face in the bathtub or in the shower or in the sink with like, and what I usually use is Neutrogena, Neutrogena grapefruit salicylic face wash. It's pink grapefruit Neutrogena, Neutrogena face wash. I use that because I have acne prone skin. Now to girls with acne prone skin, that means your face is most likely oily. Don't be too bummed on the fact that you have an oily face. Because it's actually a good thing because it means you're going to age better because your skin produces, you know, more oil than usual and it keeps, uh, it keeps, it's, you get less wrinkles is what I'm saying. When you have oily prone skin, you age better because you wrinkle less. Does that make any sense? I hope it does. It should. It's not fucking rocket science. I'm just trying to make a, a light point about wrinkles. Anyway, so I use the grapefruit stuff, blah, 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 nobody gives a fuck, but if I'm too lazy and I'm in my bed and I'm eating food or I'm watching True Blood or I'm masturbating or whatever and I just can't be bothered to leave my bed, what I do is I use these lazy wipes that I buy that are Neutrogena, sensitive skin, face wipes. They're purple. You can get them at Target, CVS, Swain Reed, wherever the fuck. Simple stuff here. Uh, Walmart, what have you. I know we're not supposed to like Walmart, but I'm just giving them a choice where things are available no matter what fucking portal you live in. Um, and then I use creme de la mer eye cream. Now this is the most bullshit, expensive bullshit, I will say again, eye cream I've ever used in my entire life, but I'm too afraid to not use it because it's a godsend. I read in an article, I read in like Vogue or something, like when I was very young, maybe like 18 or whatever, that Kate Moss slathered her entire body in creme de la mer cream. And she used creme de la mer on her face and blah, blah, blah. So that was, uh, that was a fucking kernel plant, a seed deeply planted into my brain at a young age. Never forgot it. I don't use cocaine like, uh, at all like Kate Moss does. I don't smoke cigarettes like Kate Moss does. 
she's still pretty, she's aging pretty great. And I believe she does use Criminal Mare. So I buy this shit. I use the eye cream, and there's also face cream. I will post a picture of these two items on my Instagram. I really don't think you should buy them, even though they work, because they're, they're, in, they're insanely expensive. It makes no sense. It's disgusting. Both things combined are like $500. I have no business recommending this, but I'm being honest with you with the creams that I use on my face. Um, if you want, go to Nordstrom. Tell them you're, you want to buy these products, but you're too afraid. They'll give you samples. Okay? Then you can try them out. You can go to Fresh. You can get samples there. They have eye serum that I use occasionally. What else? I, and I also use my dermatologist products. Um, but uh, so we've got the face wash, the lazy girl wipes, the ungodly, ridiculously expensive uh, eye and face cream. And uh, what else do I use? Oh, here we go. This is the good stuff. Here's the secret stuff. Retin-A Micro. I have been on Accutane twice in my life because, like I said, I don't have perfect skin, or I didn't. It took a lot, a lot of fucking hard work to get my skin to a place where it's, less, you know, where I break out occasionally like a normal person because I used to have acne. Um, so I went on Accutane twice. That was a nightmare, but it worked. But I needed it because nothing else was working, not diet, not skin peels, not um, getting facials, you know, where they pop your face, where some woman named Olga hovers over your face and fucking makes you look like you just, like, got beaten up by the Russian mafia. Like, none of that shit was working, externally or externally. Wait, internally or externally. So I, I did Accutane. So then after Accutane, when all that shit was out of my system, and so it's, a, it's a nightmare because you have to get your blood tested once a month. You have to make sure you're not pregnant, which is fine with me because I, I'm still not in any rush or hurry to get pregnant. Um, but it's really intense on your system. It's bad for your liver. It's bad for your kidneys. I think it's bad for your liver, or is it your kidneys? Uh, fuck it. I'm going to say both. It's bad for everything. And if you're, there are, like, pictures on the back of the Accutane um, pill-popping pill case that show a photo of a baby with a deformed head and then, and then a red circle around it with a line through it, which, is to, which means don't have a baby. Your baby will look like this crazy, weird, deformed head baby. Like, this, don't do it. So uh, that's what I should be for Halloween. I should be a deformed baby like they advertise in the back of Accutane pill packets. But that's neither here nor there. I'll tell you what happens later next, on next week's show when I'm going to be in New York, which I'm excited about. Anyway, so after all the fucking Accutane bullshit, I use Retin-A. And my doctor prescribed this, and it's called Retin-A Micro. And it's in a purple container, and it's different from regular Retin-A. It's better. It's called Retin, Retin-A Micro. It's in a purple and white container. And the great thing about Retin-A, and this, I'm, I'm going on this long tangent for any girl or guy out there with problem skin or acne or blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to tell you everything I know and I've learned that could possibly help you. Now, the good thing about Retin-A is it builds collagen. Again, not only is it great for you apply a tiny pea-sized amount, you, you put it all over your face in a thin layer, just a little bit for real because it's fucking intense. It's very strong. You don't think it is. You think more is more, more is better, but really, like, watch out. You put a little thin layer all over your face, and what it does is it sloughs off your skin. It helps your, your skin cells turn over. It, like, exfoliates your face, it, it, and uh, 
because usually you get acne because your skin cells have a hard time turning over. They, and so that's why you're, you're, it's like it doesn't slough off like normal people's faces. Like you just, you, everything just gets built up and that's why your clogs get, your pores get clogged so easily and you, you get zits and, you know, cystic acne, which is fucking horrible. And I know what that feels like because you feel dirty, you don't feel sexy, you feel ugly, you got to put on all this, all this makeup, you give somebody a hug, you leave makeup on their outfit and their, on their jacket. It sucks. And like, you want to be like effortlessly chic and wake up and wash your face and just go out the door and look perfect and just throw on a little mascara and, and be effortless. And yeah, when you have acne, you feel grimy and you feel dirty even when you're not. And it sucks. And I can totally empathize with you. So this retin-A stuff is amazing because it helps turn over your skin cells and it, uh, it builds collagen. Why is that important? Well, I'll tell you, motherfuckers. It's important because collagen um, is what what falls to the wayside. Is that the right terminology? Your collagen decreases in your face as you age, and that's why faces start to sink in and and, like, you know, you have those, like, you have your laugh lines, you get your crow's feet, but then also, like, your face kind of, like, hollows out and droops and drops and everything because there's no collagen that's keeping it, like, plush and youthful and luscious and vibrant and, you know know what I mean, thick. So what Retin-A does is, is, is it builds collagen, and that's helpful. All you need to know is that's helpful. Anyway, that's my long spiel. Retin-A, there's another thing I also use called um, hmm, Axone, A-C-Z-O-N-E. That's another prescription thing that your dermatologist can get you and can prescribe to you. And other than that, just wash your face at night and go find a good doctor. Go to a good dermatologist because here's the problem. For years, I did the same thing that you're probably doing where you're, you're trying to figure it out, like, how do I get nice skin, blah, blah, blah. And you try, you try all these products and you waste so much money and nothing works. Like, you still get sick. That's why you need to go to, like, a good doctor so they can, because that's their job. They specialize in that. And then they can, they will tell you, you hope. And as far as makeup is concerned, I'm going off on this for a long time, but you asked. Makeup, I use Makeup Forever HD foundation because it's very thin and light but it covers really well but it it's like for hd for high definition like if you're going to be doing it i don't know if you're getting photographed or something or whatever all i know is hd makes it like it just looks you can barely see it on your face which is cool and then i use fresh lipsticks and the color is called plum and then i fucking use maybelline mascara because it's really cheap and you can get it at target and i get the really thin um, micro brush because it gets all your lashes better and that's all. And I really don't even know how to apply eyeliner. I want to. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I fuck it up every time. I try to do a little swoosh of eyeliner. Epic fail every time. So that's that. Um, man, I should be so happy today. My ex-boyfriend got my initials tattooed on his heart. But when I called him and broke the rule of me not calling him, we're, not, we're supposed to not be talking or texting for a week, so he can miss me, so he can process, so he can think, so I can start to be comfortable and settle into this idea of us being broken up or on a break or whatever. But I called him because fucking a dude gets your initials tattooed on his body. I mean, you should call. It's probably, I would tell you, I would tell you to call. So I called him and I was all excited, but then he sounds so confused about what he's going to do with his life that it almost broke my heart even more because he, he has no answers or no clear direction of what he wants to do 
or how he might want to do it or anything that it's like, oh, God, it's just so sad. It's, like, kind of adorable, but it's like, it made me feel like this. Anyway. Still in denial. I'm still in denial, but I'm thinking, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sad. That's the thing. This week I've not been sad, but I think it's because I'm in denial. Because I feel very loved, and because people are getting, you know, he, he got my initial tattooed on him, and I know that he loves me, and I, so I don't feel, like, lost. But I've been hanging out with friends, and I've been working, so I think that's the ticket. Spend lots of time with your friends. Like, bury yourself in work if you're going through a breakup. And, uh, yeah. You're welcome. Um, holy shit. You know what? I think I might want to play a song, because... I just want to. How dare you? This is. Oh man. Phone lines are open. Six four six three seven eight zero six four nine is the number. I'm always so afraid. I'm gonna give away my home phone number. And not read the proper number. All right. We had a weird Skype call. Somebody was calling. That phone call has dropped. Now we're taking a six one seven number, and then I'll figure out what song I'm gonna play. Area code six one seven. Hello. Hello. What's your name, Holdy? Where are you calling from? Tell me everything. I'm excited. It's Marcus. <gasps> Marcus? What's happening, Marcus? Let me just start by saying that I got your initials tattooed on myself as well. I really don't think you did. That's really sweet of you to say, but tell me where. Uh, I went hands, knuckles with it. I will believe it. If you send me a picture, I will. I will believe it, but I don't believe it, but... That's cool of you to say. No, I totally didn't. Damn it. Well, how are you? What's going on with you? I doubt you have any problems. Marcus has called before. Marcus uh, is an occasional Um, listener, occasional caller, and you seem like you have your life together. He's very tall. He has a a job. Uh, What else, Marcus? What's happening? I got a bunch of things. No, I was just calling to say what's up. You know, so, we're like, anyway, on, on, I'll chime in. You know, I'll chime in on the the first letter you read with the girl saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, I met this guy. He didn't get back to me in a couple of days." Blah blah blah. It's like, it's a couple of days. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel this is so cute. Marcus wants to be the co-host. You want to be the co-host of the show so bad. It's awesome. I love it. It's so cute. You're like, I'm gonna chime in. But I'm gonna. Yeah, I want to be the male voice. You are the male voice. How are you feeling about my breakup? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think you're feeling a little bit bummed about it, but I mean, when you break up with somebody and all of a sudden they get your initials tattooed, I don't know if that's a breakup. That so. is exactly how I feel. I am very confused, and I feel like I don't know what this guy wants me to feel. What? How am I supposed to feel, Marcus? You're the voice of you're the male voice of reason. Take it. Well, I think it's all up in the air. I mean. If it's an official breakup, usually when people break up, you don't call someone and be like, yo, we're breaking up, but, you know, just got a tattoo with your initials. You know, you don't usually do that one. So. They don't. They don't. It makes me feel very that's, cool. It makes me it's feel pretty drastic. Pretty cool. It's drastic. I mean, I did tell him to do it. And what happened was when we broke up, he came to Los Angeles and I made a breakup list. And this is, I'm going to. I might mute you. I'm going to mute you while I talk, talk about my monster breakup list, and then we'll bring you back in here. Here's how much of a monster I am, and here's how lovely my ex-boyfriend is. 
for us as confused and as uh, clarity deprived uh, as he is. He's a sweetheart. Um, I said, get my initials tattooed on your heart. Feel free to donate to my PayPal account anytime you want. <laughs> These are ridiculous things. I was saying this because I'm a monster, and I thought they were funny and so ridiculous and disgusting that I, I would just write them down on a piece of paper. I was like, I want a breakup okay, um, which he sent me, and I've Instagrammed. My Instagram account is at Alexi Wasser. Um, so he sent the breakup okay. He, I'm encouraging him to draw. He's drawing. I've been posting his little drawings. I posted one. I'm going to post another one soon. He got my initials to tattooed on him today, as I said a thousand times tonight on tonight's show. And what else? Oh, I said, feel free to get me a present from my Amazon wish list once a month since you are since you are breaking my heart and refusing to be with me, and all I've done is offer me, offer my love to you, even though I'm not living to where he is, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, I said, listen, you can you can try to remedy this in bizarre ways, like buying me a present from my Amazon wish list once a month. That's your call. Anyway, I think that was most of the wish list. Oh, he's not allowed to look at women for a year. No, just kidding. That's not on the list. Actually, that might be on the list. Anyway, uh, or go on a date for a year. Marcus, what do you think of my list? Uh, I think it's hilarious. I think it's yeah, very I think funny. It's pretty good. This is this is like the I mean it's a reverse breakup. It's like the best of both worlds. Basically, you're saying we're broken up, but in this breakup, I want everything that I should be getting if we were together. You know, yes, like for the true gift. So for the true gift is him. Be, that's you know. Well, that's arbitrary, but. I mean, think about it, it's like he should be giving you flowers and doing these things when you're together. But he was. He did. You, were, you you put a demand list like that together, and he was already doing that? Oh, yeah. No, my he was great. The only thing reason we broke up is because of our, uh, the, the long distance thing and the fact that he owned the house somewhere else. Yeah, fuck yeah. He would take me out to dinner, buy me presents get me flowers. He's a great boyfriend. That's why I felt totally cozy asking for things that he already did because he's a total romantic gentleman. So, And he's been doing them. I can't believe it. I cannot wait to Instagram the initials. I'm sorry. I'm too excited about it. I apologize. This, this was... Anyway. Um, and, but you're but single. How is, and, 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 that's, and that's why he did it. I mean, it's it's to get a reaction, obviously, to do something like that. It's like to get a, a real reaction from you and be like, hey, even though we're broken up, blah, 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 but I'm putting a tattoo on my heart. Like, you know, it's a, what do you want? Some guys will do things really drastic like that at the end and be like, because I really still love you, you know? I do. I do know, Marcus. Here's, here's, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to re-rouse here. Here's what I'm going to do. You're single. Oh, no, you do have a, you have a girlfriend, don't you? Do you have a girlfriend or are you single? Um, semi. My girlfriend lives in LA. Well, wait. I have a I have you're, a lady friend. Long... What? Yeah, and I I live on the East Coast, and I have a lady friend that lives on the West Coast. So all this time you've been in a long distance relationship, and you kept that from me. I told you from the beginning. What are you talking about? Well, wait a minute. So how is your long distance thing? I I I listen. I listen, but I felt like this is information yeah. that. That, I don't know, that you Facebook me or something. So how do you maintain your long-distance relationship? It's very open and very whatever. I mean, we're both super busy, so we just – it's more like, hey, what's up? 
Oh, so you're in an open relationship? Not open. I mean, we don't we don't go out with other people or anything like that. But and do you feel like is it fulfilling to you? Do you ever feel like is this enough for you, or do you ever feel like you know sad about it? Would you prefer to be single? Why do you hold on? Like, what is there an end well, like an end in sight? Well, we're both super busy right now, and it's for us right now. It's better to have this where we don't see each other, but we're still in each other's lives other than nothing because we, we love each other that much where it's like, hey, even though we're not together together, we can still be around because it's still kind of all or nothing. You know? It's still kind of all or nothing? As far as are we going to talk or not, you know? Yeah. I See, that's what I'm struggling with right now where it's like I'm in this weird haze where – it's super confusing because I'm technically broken up, but it's not over because I still love the guy. The guy still loves me. He got my initial tattooed on his fucking yeah, heart. Yeah, you know, getting, getting tattoos, no big deal. And no obviously, deal, you guys yeah. have crazy feelings for each other. But yeah, so you know, that's the thing. But so it's like, but it's here's but what? No, here, hold on. Mm-hmm. This is what I was gonna say. I was just gonna say I'm in a weird zone where I'm like. I don't have any desire to make out or have sex or, or do anything with a guy. But if I do feel that way, like let's say I go out on Halloween and I have drinks and, I, and I'm feeling sexy and I feel like, oh, I want to have sex or I want to make out, I'm not broken up. I'm in a weird purgatory zone where it's like I don't know what's going to happen. Is, with would would yeah. you make out? That's the question. No, I would not. That, no, I would not make out. I would not make out because I'm – Officially, I'm broken up, but really, but you're still I'm emotionally attached. I'm emotionally attached. I'm in a weird holding zone. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I, feel, I might have, I have to mute you because I feel like we are jumping all over each other. I'm just going to start ranting. Here's, here's why this is bizarre. I'm in a weird holding zone, and in general, when two people break up, and this goes for anybody who's experiencing a breakup, and is anybody out there going through a breakup? Because I feel like everybody I've been talking to or people on Instagram or people on Twitter and the fake social networking world, which is real and, you know, whatever, and people in real life, everybody I, I know seems to be going through a breakup or some kind of weird transitional period. And it's like, oh, God, I was going to say, if I were to get married to someone, that's all fine and good. If I was to get married to somebody, that's all fine and good. That's one thing. But who I have my baby with, that's who I'm really attached to for the rest of my life because I, I consider having a baby with someone way more intense than who I marry. I mean, getting married is exciting and intense and blah, 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 but it's like this fun, fest, you know, celebration, festive thing or whatever. It's like basically a party and people get divorced and whatever. It's who you have a baby with that matters. I don't know why I'm choosing to compare what I've just said now about marriage and babies to uh, this weird holding pattern and zone that I'm in with my relationship, but I feel like even though I'm technically, oh, here's the comparison, even though I'm technically single or we've broken up per se or we're in a holding pattern or we don't know what the future brings and we've said the words we are broken up to our friends and to each other, I've not had sex or kissed anybody since being with my my recent ex-boyfriend, and neither is he, or so he says. But the breakup does not really begin. The separation does not really begin 
until I have sex with a new person because then, oh, man, that, that makes me feel brutal. Words like the marriage, that's nothing. <laughs> Breaking up, what, we just said that we exchange those words. Who gives a fuck? Okay, yeah, there's still potential. There's still hope. It's still open-ended. It's still like, huh, we haven't crossed that line of like really going our separate ways. It terrifies me, the idea for, of making out or, or having sex with somebody new. I don't know if you guys feel this way, if you're in, in a, just got out of a relationship or, or are thinking about it or, or have experience with your, yourself. In fact, a girl last week called in saying that she was in this kind of situation with a guy and uh, she was going to start fooling around with a new guy, or she had, and she was afraid to tell her ex-boyfriend because she knew that he was just kind of pining for her and that would just fucking kill him. Anyway. I have no desire to have somebody stick their privates in my privates yet. But what makes me sad is if my ex or I do that, that, oof. I mean, that would just be like, because then you're just breaking the special bubble that you guys, that, that, that you create for you and the person you're in a relationship with. Like, oh, all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's been a new dick inside me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tainted. Everything's tainted. Can't go back to the, the perfect the semi-perfect bubble, the perfect bubble of the year and a half thing that I had. Can't go back to that because you stuck your privates in some other girl's privates or I've stuck some weird dude's privates in my privates. Oh, gosh, you guys' life. Why is so complicated? Anyway, don't know what's going to happen. And here's uh, on a side note of a side note. It's fucking Halloween on Friday? When did that happen? How does this happen? I can't even believe this. I'm not dressing up. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. What are you guys going to be? It's 10 o'clock at night right now. I might end the show. Maybe I'll just keep going for a moment longer because I kind of did want to start. I do want to start incorporating music into the show because uh, I like music. So sue me. So maybe I want to play some music every once in a while. What's the big deal? I don't think it's such a big deal. Um, uh-oh. Marcus is still here. Such a, such a faithful champion. Can you, Marcus, can you ever call in with your girlfriend? Oh, he's ignoring right. me now because he's bad. Okay, Marcus. Uh, all right, I'm playing this song because I love it. Jai Paul.
I played music during the show, which is I rarely ever do this, and I'm going to start doing this more and more. I'm going to start getting more excited about music and playing songs during the show. Um, okay, I'm going to read another email that I got uh, from Cheyenne. And Cheyenne says, Dear Lexi, I really need some advice, and I'm hoping that you can be the one to give me your perspective on this. I'm 21, I live in Chicago, and two weeks ago, I attended a friend's wedding in Denver where I met this super awesome guy who happens to live in New York. Well, we totally hit it off and had such a great night, and I ended up going back to his hotel room after the wedding was over. So I stayed there overnight, and in the morning, we said our goodbyes and both left for our flights home. I kind of assumed that this was going to be a one-night thing, but since then, he's asked me a few times when I'm coming to visit him. I'm just not sure if it's a good idea. I feel like we really had such a great connection, so I'm not sure if I should just go for it and see what happens or if it would seem like too much at this point. I have one weekend coming up soon that I would be able to go, where I'd be able to go, so it's kind of like now or never. We've chatted on Facebook a few times, and he seems pretty into it, but I'm afraid once I get there, it would be weird, and I would be put in an awkward position. We have a few mutual friends, so I know he's not a creep or a murderer or anything. And just judging from that one night, he's an awesome guy, and I definitely do like him. What do you think about all this? I just need an outsider's opinion. Thanks, XO. Here's what I think. Cheyenne, don't do it. Don't get in a long-distance relationship. Take it from me. It's a nightmare. Don't do it. No, actually, um, God, you live in Chicago. He lives in New York. Huh. Let's see. He wants you to visit him. You know what? New York is awesome. Uh, I say, visit him for a weekend. Why not? It could be horrible. I've had a horrible experience where I did that when I was like, oh, God, I was your age, 21. And I went to go visit a guy that I had already had a crush on. Okay. I lived in New York for a moment. Then I moved to Tokyo, and then I moved from Tokyo back to Los Angeles. And I had a crush on this guy that I had met before I went to Tokyo, and he lived in New York. So I decided, fuck it, I'm going I'm going from Los Angeles back to New York just to have a sexy romp, hang sesh with this adorable guy who lives in New York. Well, I went and I stayed with him and that was really fucked up because I was so young and insecure and terrified and self conscious and I had no space to kind of like be calm and confident and like kind of I don't know. I needed space for myself, and I shouldn't have just stayed with him. I wasn't emotionally equipped or mature enough to be, uh, to do that. So, yeah, I had a horrible time. It was awkward. We didn't know what to talk about. I smoked pot even though I knew I shouldn't have, and I got totally paranoid, and it shit just got really weird. So I would advise you that, sure, if you feel cozy and safe with him based on a one-night stand and a few Facebook messages and some text messaging maybe, yeah, maybe you can stay with him. But if you have a girlfriend or money to afford, like, a hotel room, so you have, like, a backup plan, that would be that would be way cooler. That would just give you a bit of a buffer zone. So you're, like, kind of there on your own terms. You have your own safe spot. You have a safe nook. If it doesn't work out with him, you can, you can excuse yourself and go, oh, hey, I'm going to go back to my hotel and just, you know, take a shower and get ready, and I'll meet you for dinner later. And then you can gather your thoughts and call your girlfriends and be like, oh, my God. Or, oh, my God, I hate him. He's a rapist. I'm going to kill him. Ah, he's going to murder me. You know what I mean? So, but also, like, and you can think about the big picture, too, even though you really don't have to because you're 21. But if you do fall in love with him, it'll continue to be more of this. But 
I don't know what you did in Chicago. You could move to New York. As long as you have in your head that you could possibly move to where he is, you have control over the situation. If you don't think you could ever move to New York or you think that this relationship could just fade away and be fun and be an experience and you're fine with that and it doesn't have to be like nobody has to move and you're okay with that, yeah, go visit him for a weekend. Go check it out. Try to recreate the magic. Oftentimes I've noticed that magic, sometimes it's hard for it to be recreated so there's a chance it could be not great. But fuck it. Just go for a weekend. But get your own hotel room if you can afford it. That would, that would make it a lot better. Anyway, those are my thoughts and feelings on that. And, uh, yeah. You know what, guys? It's 10, 11 p.m. Phone lines are open. I can't just talk to Marcus all night, even though he's wonderful and loving and enjoys Boy Crazy Radio enough to call in and check in with me and say hello and be the male voice of reason. The phone lines are open to you guys, too. The number is 646-378-0649. You can always tweet me your question. I already said it. At Alexi Wasser. Oh. Um, or you can email me your questions. You can email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. And I'm going to read one of those emails right now. People are loving the emails. Look at this. I guess I can just get out all their bullshit and not have to deal with talking to a human being because people don't love phone calls as much as I hate that because I really wish we could bring the phone calls back um, because it's nice to talk on the phone. Don't you think? <laughs> I think. Anyway, so I'm going to read this email because that's what I've been given. All right. Lexi! Which is great. I like, thanks for calling me Lexi, Meredith, because uh, that's what my close friends call me Lexi sometimes. I hope you can help me out. My name is Meredith. Uh, I'm 25. I live in New England, and I just broke up with my first boyfriend of a year and a half, about two months ago. He was a lovely person, and I was super attracted to him. Amazing sex. Um, uh, amazing sex. Promises is important. Um, but. I wasn't getting what I needed from him emotionally. It was really important to me that we didn't do the breakup, get back together, breakup, get back together thing. So a few weeks post-breakup, I slept with a guy that I had met a month or two before. He said he was interested in me, and I said, no way, dude. I said that all the time because I was with my boyfriend. It was just a hookup. Uh, so So sleeping with this guy was just a hookup to get past the hump of having sex with a new person. And it was fine, whatever. I wasn't expecting much. It did help me get over my ex, though. The more time that has gone by, the more I knew I made the right decision. I lost weight. I got my dream job. And I reconnected with my closest girlfriends. Yay! However, I can't believe I'm writing this. In the past few weeks, I have slept with two ladies. I have never done anything like this before. In college, I was curious. But one drunk makeout sesh assured me that it was just a fantasy and did not turn me on whatsoever. This was totally different, though. Well, except for the drunk part. I was definitely very drunk both times this happened. The crazier part was, I keep thinking, okay, the crazier part, I think, was, uh, I think was the one, okay, wait, what? Oh, the crazier part was, I think I was the one that started something with each of these girls. One girl was straight, the other girl was bi. We had so much drunk chemistry and things felt very natural and easy. I left each situation feeling happier than when I left, uh, okay, than when I, 
than when I left and gratefully experienced. Wait, what? Okay, she felt great. Whatever. The point is, she feels great. All right. She feels very fulfilled by these experiences. Okay, so one girl I still keep in touch with via Instagram. The other girl, I never even got her number. I'm not entirely, entirely sure I remember her name. Yikes, don't judge me, Lexi. I don't think anyone knows that this happened, not a single person close to me at least. I'm feeling all sorts of confusion, Lexi. If it happened once, it happened once. But it happened twice. I know you can't tell me if I'm gay or straight or if I'm crazy or not. I'm just not sure how to go about this. It's not driving me insane and I don't feel guilty or like I don't, you know, or like I did something that wasn't me. I'm just confused because now I'm noticing girls all the time. I want to flirt with them. That is certainly something I've never done before. Do I have a bunch of gay inside me that's just waiting to come out? Is the third time a charm? I still feel like uh, I'm fresh out of, out of the breakup, and I know for certain that I don't want to date anyone. A little about how I operate. I hate, hate, hate it when guys hit on me. When they try to dance with me, I hate it. I just hate it. It all creeps me out. I would rather something just happen naturally or in all honesty if I hit on them. I live in an area where I meet new people all the time, but I always run into friends or people that I know no matter what. I think I lucked out that no one found out about me and the girls, and I'm not sure what to do if someone I know did find out. I've never had to think about it. I'm still in touch with my ex, and we share friends. I'm sure he's seeing people too. But even if that's true, I know that this would be a rough blow for him to see me with a lady. Sorry I didn't call in. I'm too much of a wuss and terrified my roommates would hear. Hope you can talk at me or talk about me on your show, though. I will be listening. All right, Meredith. Here's the thing. Oh, man. So many things you said are are, uh, wanting to, to touch on. All right. You don't have to label yourself as, you know, gay or straight or bisexual or, or whatever. Everybody, you know, we're just people. You've been, you, you were attracted to girls. It's surprising to you because it's new. It could just be these two girls or you could be attracted to another girl down the road or you could like a guy next. Who knows? Like, just don't judge yourself or, or, you know, don't try to label yourself. Just go with it. Just keep seeing how you're feeling. Um, it's interesting that you're so drunk when these things happen. So I don't know. I would say, well, don't drink too much. Be wary of like getting drunk and just hooking up in general, whether it's with a guy or a girl, just like don't do that too much because you don't want to be out of control and you want to be very like, you know, make wise decisions. So you don't just like fucking let anybody, anybody's head into your puss, but whatever. Um, but other than that, here's the thing. Okay, you're worried about your ex-boyfriend finding out about girls because it could be a bigger blow to him. But you have to do whatever you want to do. Now, if you have an issue with it, that's one thing. And if you're doing something that you're not proud of, that you don't want to face possible repercussions from, then don't do the things to begin with or just be okay with it and let it go and be like, whatever happens, happens. Um. You know, and that's that, that, would, that would be if you hooked up with a girl or a guy. Because you could hook up with some guy that your friend knows, your ex-boyfriend knows, and it could be a real blow to him too. But you're the one in, in the in the chair, in, in the deciding chair of, like, who you're going to be being sexual with. You know what I mean? So but he's not your boyfriend anymore. You're allowed to do whatever you want to do. And if you're proud of what you're doing, do it. 
If it makes you uncomfortable, don't do it. That's why beware. Be be conscious of like alcohol consumption because you know alcohol just can lead to unconscious decisions. So, but I'm all for you being gay or bisexual or straight, whatever it is you want, whatever makes you happy. That's awesome. But maybe take a break from the drinking and just process and see how you're feeling about things. But yeah, I mean, what if think about how you feel? I mean, who cares if your ex boyfriend started dating dudes? Yeah, maybe that'll make you feel weird. Who cares? He can do whatever he wants. You can do whatever he wants. You guys are no longer in whatever agreement you were in when you were a couple. You know? So now you're free to do whatever you want to do. So please, my overall advice for that this is surprise, it's exciting. You're doing things that are shocking to you and surprising to you and you're having a moment where you're like, What what's what's going on with me? This is crazy. But that's totally cool. It's totally fine. Don't judge yourself. You're totally great. Make sure you take Ubers. Cut down on the drinking. Maybe take a break from it for a week. See how you feel. Reflect on all the stuff. Um, It says more about, oh, I don't know. I was going to say it says more about your ex-boyfriend and your friends judging you on if you hook up with a girl than it says about you. But I would understand if they're taken aback because they're used to seeing you one way. So don't judge them if they freak out too because they'll, they'll just be processing this new information. But it's really none of their business. So they probably won't find out. And if they do, deal with it then. But you're all good. Just be kind to yourself and don't be harsh and super judgmental to yourself. Uh, okay, I'm going to take another phone call. Are you code 323? Hello? Are you 323? You sound very good looking. Why is this not happening? If you're a 323 area code, just say hello. Interesting. Are you just listening? Maybe you're just listening. Maybe I'm having technical difficulty on the on the blog talk radio. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to a party on Friday. Going to a party on Friday for Halloween. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Everybody Uber. It's going to be an intense, crazy night. I'm just getting back. I'm just trying to fucking bookend, bookend Boy Crazy Radio tonight. Take Ubers. Don't let some rogue, weird dude stick his dick in you. That goes for my gay guy friends and my heterosexual girlfriends or bisexual, all my friends. Be careful. All right? Don't give yourself away too freely. Don't get too wasted. Don't vomit at the party. Wait till you get home to vomit. Don't vomit in the Uber or the taxi. Don't take a taxi. Take an Uber. Uh, A DUI costs way more than an Uber. We know this. Don't forget that. And, uh, don't let people bully you into wearing a costume. If you don't want to wear a costume, they can go fuck themselves. I totally relate to just loving being around Halloween and being surrounded by Halloween and not partaking in the, in the dressing up. But I'm probably going to wear, like, some dress that I'm too scared to wear or, or makes no sense to wear on a normal day. I'll probably be wearing that on Friday, maybe with purple lipstick. Because I like purple lipstick, but I get shy. And I feel like I can uh, bring it out on Halloween. Anyway... So congratulations to my mom, who has been proposed to this week. I love you. Uh, I'm going to help her plan the wedding. Who knows when that's going to happen, but it's very exciting. Um, yeah, and I've got, I've got a, a, to post an Instagram photo of uh, my initials tattooed on my awesome ex-boyfriend's chest. My confused ex-boyfriend's adorable, pale, white, masculine, yet masculine, uh, 
indie rocker. Just kidding. That was so horrible. Oh, my God. I called him an indie rocker. I'm disgusted by myself. I'm so grossed out that I just said that. Anyway, all right. I'm going to play us out with a song. Thank you guys for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. And by the way, there is a new video that I posted on I'mBoyCrazy.com that I think people think is the same video that I posted a few weeks ago, but it's one, it's a bonus video, a special bonus video with Ariel Pink, and he talks about getting sodomized at a sex dungeon, and I really think you should do yourself a service and watch this video on my website. Yeah, you're welcome. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Wasser. You can always tweet me your problems, your questions, or email me your, your thoughts, questions, concerns, blah, 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 yeah, can be snackity at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. Hey, if you ever want to donate to the Boy Crazy cause and community using PayPal, free, free, feel free to do it. Feel free to do it. You can send your donation via PayPal to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. It's fast, it's easy, it's effective. Um, and if any of you girls out there want me to be your life coach? I'm just like fucking making up random shit right now, but I actually mean this. If any girls out there want me to be your life coach, which is like the most disgusting term I've ever heard in my life and hilarious because I go to a therapist and I just don't even understand what a life coach is. But I feel like uh, I feel like what I do here on the show is uh, basically, it's, it's an advice hotline. It's like I'm a life coach. I guess that's what a life coach would be, somebody who's kind of unqualified but gives good advice. Well, that's me. And if any girls out there want to have one-on-one sessions with me and want me to be your uh, your personal uh, life coacher or what have you, email me. At boy, email me at boycrazyalexi and in the subject line, write life coach. It will be for $100 an hour. That's how much it will be. If you can handle that, I will be your therapist for an hour, for hour-long sessions, but only for girls in Los Angeles because I don't want to get murdered or raped by a dude. I'm not saying that girls are not capable of rape and murder. You guys are great. I know you can do it. I'm sure you can. I'm 5'11", and I feel less likely that a girl's going to harm me. I don't want to be shocked or surprised, though, and find out a girl can. But listen, if you're a cool girl, a sweetheart, and you need some life direction, and a big sister can steer you in the right direction, because I truly do give wonderful advice, and I'm a loving soul, email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. Other than that, I'm going to play this out with a song. It's called Seabirds. And it's on this mixtape called Tapes. I fucking love this song. And you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you.
Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer random 1716 72 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.